Hello, I'm Scott DuPont with another episode of Finance Your Movie, sharing tips and strategies to help you fund your independent feature, documentary, short film, or web series. Our mission is to empower you to get your money to tell your story. Don't do unusual things or break your habits when pitching investors. While there are a few similarities, not too many, but just a handful about pitching investors for an investment and running a crowdfunding campaign when you're looking for donors, let me give you one quick example on this. When you're doing, and I'm really studying the most successful crowdfunding campaigns where they got $25,000, dollars $75,000 in donations, okay? The one thing they do similar to the successful investor campaigns where filmmakers are going out there looking for investors and getting 200000 half a million dollars, they both, what they do the same is they both run out of the gate the first few days, the first week, the first two weeks, and get a bunch of donors or get a few investors. Okay, so that's one thing they have in common. But overall, Pitching investors for an investment is much, much different than doing crowdfunding where you're getting $10, $25 donations. Okay, it's a big difference getting a five, ten thousand $10,000 check and getting a five and ten dollar, uh, five, $5,000, $10,000 check versus a five or $10 donation. And there's real finesse to the whole process. If you want to be successful, whether you're trying to raise 100000 or $1 million, and that's one of the reasons why I spent an entire year putting together a course to go through all the little things because the little things really do matter. So here's what I'm covering today in just a few minutes. And these should be common sense, but they are all really important. And this goes back to kind of the topic is you don't want to do anything unusual or you don't want to break your habit what you normally do. So for example, you don't want to call a potential investor on their birthday unless you normally call that person on their birthday. So it'd be kind of weird. I have probably a dozen good friends at least. It might be more that I always call them on their birthday. Um, I've been doing it for years. My mother always calls me on my birthday. Certain family members always call me on my birthday. So it'd be weird if I didn't call a family member or if someone didn't call me who normally calls me every single year on my birthday. Now, if you're calling a potential investor on their birthday and this particular year you have an exciting project to share, might not be the best time, but certainly tease it. So you, you have it. Hey, happy birthday, Bob! I hope you and your wife are doing great. You know, uh, I hope you have a good time tonight. You know, doing whatever you're doing. Oh, and by the way, I'm gonna call you next week about something really exciting I want to share with you. Great, that's it. End the phone call. Okay, don't make it weird. Don't do something unusual. Don't break your habits. Same thing, if. Um, if you normally respect people's time and their privacy, and let's just say you're getting into a, a text, I don't know, you want to use the word battle, but a text engagement going back and forth, back and forth, 
and you know that person's busy, if you normally respect that time, okay, even if you're getting real excited about kind of texting back about your project and you keep going and going and going, back off, say, hey, Bob, I, I know you're really busy on Mondays, you're in the office, um, let's talk a little bit more about this tonight or whenever is good for you, okay? Don't, don't do something weird, don't do something unusual. That's my whole point here. And another thing, when you're when you're sharing your project, you're making a pitch. You don't want to make a big formal deal about uh, you know a big pitch or sharing your project with anyone you know or have any sort of relationship with, unless it's a pre-arranged meeting like a Zoom call. And typically, um, you know, I'll definitely prepare if if I know that someone is looking at putting in a hundred or two hundred thousand dollars. And they've, they're, they're going to set aside 30 minutes to an hour to really go through the business plan. And they're probably going to ask me a lot of questions. Then, yeah, maybe make it a little bit more formal. I'd be organized. Um, but normally you don't want to formalize things. Let me give you a really quick example of one of my coaches, Dean Graziosi, and what his secret weapon is to this day. Um he just doesn't like wearing suits at all. Even like the only time he might wear a suit, I don't even know if he owns a suit. He probably owns a couple, but um, he does own 25 gray t-shirts, all the same exact gray color. And that's what he wears almost every single day. He wears a gray t-shirt and blue jeans, whether he's in his office, whether he's hanging out in his backyard with his kids, whether he's going out to dinner with his wife, that's what he always wears. He hates wearing suit. Maybe once every two years, if he goes to a wedding or something, he'll put on a suit. Even to the point where he described this really cool story where he's he flew to New York uh, to do this $50 million deal. And all the people, all the money people, the lawyers, the bankers, they're all around this uh, conference table. They're all wearing suits. Maybe one or two people was dressed down with a button-down shirt and a tie. He shows up in blue jeans and a gray t-shirt because that's what he normally does. He feels most comfortable. And then the other thing he did is he didn't really talk much at the beginning of the presentation. And some of the bankers, some of these uh, business guys misjudged him. They misread him because he was really so quiet. But what he was doing, he was kind of in his comfortable element and he was listening. And he didn't do anything he normally doesn't do. This is what he always does. He listens, he listens, he listens because he wants, he wants information to evaluate whether it's going to be a good deal or a bad deal. How he can get the best deal for him and his company without screwing anyone. That's, he's totally an altruistic guy. If you've ever met Dean, he's one of the most uh, caring uh, people I've ever met. So anyway, um, to kind of summarize this thing, at the end of the meeting, he fires back with a bunch of well-worded questions and he blew away everyone because they didn't really, he kind of took them off guard. And he basically used their own words what they were saying to him for about half an hour. And he said, okay, based upon this, this, and this, you said this is the most important thing for your company. And based upon this, this, and this is what you just told me. This is what we can do that will meet all of your needs. And let's do this $50 million deal today. 
and they did it. He closed a $50 million deal just being himself, okay? So the bottom line here, um, oh, before I go into this, I want to I use one more example because it's pretty interesting. Another one of my coaches, Tony Robbins, he was trying to get Billy Blanks to um, to basically come be a speaker at one of Tony's events. And if you, if you don't know, Billy Blanks is a huge celebrity uh, fitness guy, and he was the creator of Tybo, ran infomercials for like probably 15 or 20 years, and he's still doing it. So anyway, he kept turning Tony Robbins down, kept turning him down, doing it in kind of weird ways. And then one day, Tony just called him up, and he said, hey, hey, Billy, um, you know, I really, you know, you're, you're incredible. You would really be a, an asset for our audience. A lot of people actually want to hear you speak. And he's like, well, I'm not really a good public speaker. I just don't know how to public speak, yada, yada, yada. He goes, Tony goes, you don't have to do anything you're not doing already. So don't think of it as speaking. Just come up to the stage and just pretend you're going to do like a Tybo uh, instruction to our audience. And Tony worked with him for, for just a little bit, and he basically got him back in his natural element. He's a teacher. He's not necessarily a public speaker. And it all worked out fine. So the bottom line here, I don't want to ramble too much, but you, you want to always be yourself. Don't overcomplicate things. And you also don't want to prejudge anybody. But the more natural, the more transparent, the more honest you are, and that includes your wanting factor. You can't go into a meeting or go to go into a phone call or a Zoom meeting wanting and be so desperate for this 10000 or this $50,000 investor. People can smell that, okay? You can't want it too bad. You just want to... Uh, be the person you are, the people that know you, they're going to know whether you're trying to put on an act or something. They're going to know whether you're being authentic or whether you're being, you know, different. They just want you to be real. You share your project, the excitement, the enthusiasm of your project. At the end of the day, they're either going to get it or they don't. Okay, this is not a huge, huge sale pitch. It's never it. And if you try to ever pressure anybody to invest in a film, you're looking for trouble. I never, ever do that unless they're excited and they really want to do it. So to sum it all up, most of your investors, especially your early ones, they're going to come from people you know or at least know you. And the more you are your true self, the better the outcome is going to be. Now, obviously, uh, the, best, the best outcome we all want is you want an investor. Okay, you want an investment. But if that's, if that's not the outcome, the other outcome that I always want is my next best outcome is I want a quick yes or no. Um, I don't really want it to drag on for more than a few weeks because that just really frustrates me. It wastes time. It wastes my time. It wastes their time. And then you got a, a bunch of pieces in this investment puzzle. You don't really know if they're coming in or not. And then, of course, another outcome Probably the most important outcome for me for the long term is I want to keep my valuable personal relationships intact, and you should too. So that's it for today. Hopefully it was fairly short and sweet. 
but just um, don't do unusual things. Don't change your personality. Don't mix it up. Just be yourself. Share your project in the most enthusiastic, exciting way. And when the time is right, you will get some investors. Tune in next week or for more info, visit financeyourmovie.com. Thank you for listening. And remember, if you have a story to tell the world, never give up on your dream. Copyright Memoirs Marketing.